Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, gopowercat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Now, here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the Power Cat Questions podcast, and it's a game week one. The summer is officially over. Quit having fun. Get off your vacation. Put away the cooler. Well, you're going to need it for Saturday tailgating. Uh, put away whatever you use. Your camping equipment. Don't camp at the stadium unless you've got a RV. Game time, 6 p.m. Saturday night at the Bill, and we're going to help get you ready. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Ryan Gilbert, we will be your podcasting trio, at least for the near future. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll just, I'll just kick someone off. Maybe I'll just say, no, it's, it's about me and the other guy now. We're just going to do two. We're just going to look at each other, all the podcasts, and talk to each other and go, Oh, you're really, really good looking. Anyhow. You're going to kick yourself off the podcast. Yes, okay? it would be a great choice. Me and Zach will have I fun. I love it. I love the, that. The tribe has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I got voted off my own island. Make sure you are stopping at the fridge when you come into town Saturday. I say it every time, but it's so true. You've got your home booze, your home beer, your home liquor. Leave it there. You don't want to get home and you drank everything in the parking lot and you got nothing left. 
go to the fridge when you get in town, stock that cooler up with the freshest booze right off the booze tree, whether it's the beer or if you need ice or you want something a little bit harder. Maybe you're really wild and you're going to have a seltzer. Wow. Make sure you buy it at the fridge. Stop into the fridge at the corner of Claflin and Westport. Take it right. Correct. Oh, man. I'm getting good at this after 10 years. And we appreciate the fridge being our sponsor for another year. I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe sales are so good we can't hurt them. I don't know. But we really appreciate Kevin and everyone. I love that place. It's not just that it's a sponsor. It's a freaking awesome store to go into. If they'd sell, like, uh, TVs, uh, it would be the greatest man store ever. Just go in there and get your 12-pack of probably Coors Light nowadays um, and um, get get yourself a 72-inch TV. Okay, let's move on with the podcast. <clears throat> so I wander into some areas that Zach doesn't appreciate. It's your questions from Wabash Station. You know the drill. If you're a subscriber, you get to ask the questions at, at gopowercat.com's Wabash Station, our VIP board. If you're not, you get to listen. That That's a trade-off. We'd want you to subscribe. And also, before we start, I we've got so much going on on our YouTube channel. Make sure you go subscribe to that YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing to this podcast. Make sure you get the notifications when these pop up. So turn on those notifications. We're doing more lives now. We plan on doing more lives. And we're going to have more YouTube productions. Of course, they will appear over at GoPowerCat.com. But the pregame podcast is going up on YouTube. We're going to do it video from now on. And we're reviving the Insiders podcast with a brand new cast. Also on YouTube every Monday evening. We're going to record it in the afternoon. We talked about doing a live, but I just don't trust them. It's a it's a cast. At least the frontliners are all K-Staters. Was that your stomach? Yeah, it was. That was impressive. It kind of sounded like a thunderstorm rolling in. I don't know what that was. It's myself, our Brian Hanley, our football analyst, Tim Everson, the sports editor at the Manhattan Mercury, and our friend Glenn Kinley, also a K-Stater from Channel 27 in Topeka. Also, the other two channels. Well, I, they I, have that's all the too channels. confusing. It's forty-three and he's just 49. everywhere except on, the, on the channel I work. Yeah, but let's not talk about that. Who's going to be catfish? What do you mean, Ryan Black? Catfish? Oh, I, I forgot about that. Man, I miss him. Oh well, we, we'll talk less NASCAR, I guess. So Probably a good thing. Make sure you go over to YouTube, look for the Go Powercat channel, hit subscribe. It really helps us out. We're reaching more and more people, and that channel has grown like crazy because you folks love the videos and not the written word. We get it. We got it. And uh, we like the podcast. Here we go. First question comes from King Jim 77 Who are the true freshmen that we will see on the field on Saturday against SEMO? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot. And you can look at the depth chart. I think there's six true freshmen on there. I don't think all those guys will see the field. Like, you know, there's just some guys that are kind of filling in on that depth chart. As Bill Snyder would say, they have two eyes. They'll see the field. Yeah, I love that line. Um, But I think you'll see most of them on special teams. They have to – we haven't really talked about – 
you know, when you talk special teams, you talk about the kicker, the punter, the return guy, maybe even the long snapper. But you don't talk about everyone else who makes things happen out there on returns. They've got to rebuild that group to a degree. That's why Seth Porter is one of the captains on this team is because that's his area of expertise. And they are rebuilding those. And I think we're going to see a lot of true freshmen. We asked Chris Kleiman today, I did, about freshmen playing. And he's totally done a change of course on the red shirting. He doesn't care. If you can help us today, we'll worry about tomorrow later. But he did confess he doesn't even care about 2024. He doesn't even care. He's just all all about this season. And then after that, he's just not caring anymore. Truth. Yeah, it's because you asked that question. I know. If it was anybody else. We spar. Yeah. He fell asleep during my question. So you're not going to give any specific names? I don't have that. I pulled it up. Sorry. Asa Newsom's yeah, play. Asa Newsom. The yeah. way they talk about Asa Newsom, it's definitely Asa Newsom is number one that I would expect. If anybody's going to be out there first, I think it's going to be him. Uh, they talk about Jack Fabris a lot. He's a, you know on backs up VJ Payne. I think that K, I think that K State's going to be up significantly by the third quarter. I think that th- fourth quarter, I think you are going to see a lot of uh, you know true freshmen come out there because. They're allowed to play four games. Why not get them some early reps in a game that you're going to win? Not so, going to be the lion's share. No. As Kleiman loves to say. Mm-hmm. Not going to be the lion's share of situations. But, yeah. I think, I'm not going to lie, I expect Avery Johnson to play. I will go out there and predict Avery Johnson makes his first appearance on Saturday. He should. He absolutely should. Jake Rubley should go out there, too. But I think that Avery Johnson will play in the game, at least a series. Maybe J.C. Brown at receiver. We'll see. Um, who are the other freshmen down here? Is that how you pronounce it? Is no. it really J.C. or is it Jace? I don't I'm know. pretty sure it's Jace. Oh, okay. Is it? Yeah, I'd Jace. go with Jace. I mentioned that, yeah. I'll look it up later. I don't, I don't believe in pronouncing people's names correctly. I think, yeah. When it's Shane Porter or Jace Brown, with all due respect to Shane, I think that if you're on the depth chart as a true freshman, you're probably and, – and there's an or next to your name. You're probably a lot higher than the team and Chris Kleiman want to actually admit. Case in point, Avery Johnson. Might see Colby McAllister on the back end. We'll see. Yeah. It's a, and like I said, I, I think we're going to see people that aren't on the depth chart because they will play on special teams quite a bit. They love this class. I, I keep going back to this, but a couple Fridays ago when we met with uh, – Joe Klanderman, the defensive coordinator, he said, we have eight to ten true freshmen that are ready to play on the defensive side. He said it is our best recruiting class on one side of the ball since we've been here. And if you've got eight to ten freshmen that are equipped to play, yeah, that's pretty damn good. By anyone's standards, um, K-State, that's tremendous. The staff likes what they're working with, but if you've been following along here at Go Power Cat, I think Wally and Cole have – Absolutely, to, you know, said that they would agree that this is a real good class, and they've been saying that for years when these guys were being recruited. Yeah, I mean, that, Wally's been high on this yeah. group, and, it's, and it just wasn't the Kansas kids, which are great. It's just across the board; they really like what they picked up. From Ohio Powercat, when was the last time K State had the same starting quarterback for every game? Can Will Howard be the first to do it? In a long time. I did look this up. Thank you. 2019, Skylar Thompson started all 13 games. Before that, 
2016, Jesse Ertz started all 13 games. And then before that, Jake Waters started every game of his K-State career hmm. in 13 and 14. So those are your last four instances. So actually in the last 10 seasons. That shocks me. That's actually more. I'm surprised. I think all three were injured. Playing. Jake Waters, I don't know how his shoulder was still on his body. No. And he started every game. No, I mean, that Oklahoma game in which he was injured, he broke that run right up the middle of the field, and you could kind of tell this is not going to end well. He just kind of had a bad feeling about it, but he played through it. He was good through it. But, yeah, I think all three of them were banged up and injured but still playing. Very impressive. Jesse Ertzen, 16, was probably the healthiest of the three quarterbacks at any time. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I sense that maybe the – the shot to the shoulder or whatever is less used now. Just a theory. Just those guys couldn't feel their shoulder during games, the ones that had the injured shoulders. But if that happens, K-State's going to be really good. Keeping Will Howard healthy, even in light of the optimism about Avery Johnson and the growing experience of Jake Rubley, I mean, he's your dude. You want your dude on the field. And he is a monster. That is a big quarterback. That is unlike K-State has had in a very long time. I can't remember the, a quarterback with that type of stature, 6'5", 240, and not fat. I mean, he looks in really good shape. And he had a lovely haircut, didn't he? I mean, from sports clips. clips, yes. Does he have an NIL from sports clips? I don't think so. He should. He should. Probably loves the God. steam towel. Curry Sexton, get on this. <laughs> <laughs> but last year, Howard, it was what, a series at TCU that he missed? Yeah. So it wasn't that long, but he was it two years ago at Oklahoma State where he came out of that game too. So he's not out of the woods. He's obviously you know more healthy than Martinez and Skyler were in the past, but there still is a, a risk here for Howard to, to not play every game, to start every game, I guess. Again, when he got hurt at TCU – that was another running play. I mean, I don't know if it was planned. I can't remember. Should have been a penalty. I mean, the TCU guy put his arms out to put all his weight down on him, which is supposed to be illegal. It was kind of dirty. But if it was Tom Brady, it'd be a penalty. It'd have been a death penalty. They would have. They would have just executed that player at midfield. Don't mess with Tom Brady. Okay, I never thought I'd say that on a podcast, but that happens a lot. Who who replaced Will Howard at Oklahoma State? I can't think of it. Was it Skyler? Did he come in? Oh, it was uh, Jaron Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Because he had right. the little was Lewis. flip pass to Deuce for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> like he was getting sacked. He just flipped it out there. It was a great play. All I could think about was Cody Cook in 2015 coming in for Joe Huebner. <laughs> had the wrong year in the wrong game, but same place. <laughs> well. I don't know. Let's see. What receiver would we not? I bet you Seth Porter could play a little quarterback if you really needed. He could certainly run the option of it. How many guys do you think played quarterback no doubt. in high school? You know, great like, there's probably a dozen guys on the team that played quarterback and are perfectly capable of doing it if needed, but you really would rather them not. But Yep. Speaking of perfectly capable capable, geez, of, of doing it if needed, back to Aaron Gilbert. <sighs> From KSU Man. 
I just, I just kicked him. Though. Who are you most excited to see on Saturday? Uso, and he's not going to play. I bet you doesn't play. I was fired up to see Uso. Um, uh, Des Purnell. I mean, I wasn't until today. We're recording on Tuesday, of course. Chris Kleiman raved about him, at the amount of progress he's made. Keep in mind, this was a guy that they moved Khalid Duke to the linebacker because they didn't think Des Purnell was ready, and then he proved to be ready. He's bigger. He he looks like a linebacker now. He looked like a safety playing up to linebacker. He looks like a linebacker now. And they say he's just his leadership's gone off the charts and his you know, understanding of what they're doing is is much higher. I'm kind of fired up for him. He's gonna, you know, cruise in the shadow a little bit of Austin Moore and Daniel Green, who probably would also be limited on, on Saturday because of an injury. They're going to play whoever needs to play, but as soon as they get away from them, those injured guys are coming off the field. Kleiman said that Purnell's the undisputed Sam Backer. I mean, he obviously hyped up the guys behind him, but, yeah, he had really good things to say about him today. I'm fired up. Of all the recruits who went to go see in high school in 2021, I don't think Desmond Purnell would have been the one we expected to be the most successful at this point. I agree. 100%. 100%. It's cra- crazy to think about. Um, but for me... Again, Wally was... Yeah, he was, Wally was all he, over he it. He sent us there, and he knew. I think even then, Wally was just like, uh, could be good, could... You know, you never don't know. know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> but yeah. he got that one right. Um, probably for me, it's Treshawn Ward. This is the first time since Chris Kleiman's first season without Deuce Vaughn. So the running back game is going to be completely different than what we've seen. I'm excited about Treshawn Ward coming in. And it'll be interesting to see how they split the load between DJ Giddens and Treshawn Ward. I'm interested to see what they do. Because when in 2019, it was James Gil- Gilbert was your starting running back. He'd you know play the first series. Then you'd have Jordan Brown play the second series. And then you'd have Harry Trotter play the third series. And so I think was, we'll see more of that. Like I'm, I'm curious if, you know, if it's just... You know, DJ and Treshawn, and if they swap back and forth every other series, is there a third back that is there that they really like? They and brought up Anthony Prius so, a couple times now. So I'm curious how it's going to look and if it's going to look anything like 2019 did. Yeah. And Kleiman just mentioned how he's going to let B.A. just kind of go with the flow of the game. I don't know if there is really a set plan for how those guys are going to get their, their workloads. I'm sure there's something there, but... Letting the the game kind of dictate itself and how those guys are playing is gonna it's gonna affect how I, how they get their carries. I just want to point this out. I love how Chris Kleiman coaches. We ask him about the quarterback rotation. He goes, I don't know. I'm CK. will figure that out. I mean, we'll talk about it. But that's his choice. He mentions Brian Anderson. You know, just put the running backs in that you think should be in there. I know he he lets Connor Riley do his thing. And maybe that's because it's the offense. Maybe he's more involved in the defense. But he empowers his coaches to coach and to decide who belongs on the field. And I think that's why he has not as much overturn on his coaching staff typically because they feel like they're involved in everything. He's, he's got a, a lot of trust. Yeah, and he's not a tyrant boss. Um, it's like you. Do we have our work done? Yes. All right. Good enough. Okay. Here we yeah. Go. Let's Here's play. Yeah. yeah. There's only been one time where I forgot to do an article. Did you get in trouble? I got a phone call from you, yeah. Yeah. Take care of your shit. Yeah, naughty boy. That's yeah. the that's <laughs> that's my one rule of uh 
of my employees. Just take care of your shit. Oh, I'm going to start cussing on the podcast, yeah. I guess. Back back to the question, though. I'll say Keegan Johnson. I don't think he has yeah. to have a tremendous game, but if he doesn't show some flashes, I think that wide receiver group might be in some trouble this season. So I'm excited to just see what he can do. I think we know what Phillip Brooks can do. We know RJ Garcia. We've heard the potential on him. There's just a lot of unknowns with Johnson. So I'm most excited to see him. Um, I guess I'd add in Will Lee and Marcus Siegel. Also the you know two transfers on the back end of the defense. They, they've said really good things about Will Lee as someone. What's his measurements here? Let me find it. Will Lee is 6'3", 185. I mean, that's that's pretty rangy. So... He's also a sophomore. If he takes the same growth arc as Julius Brents, which means as a sophomore he's going to be okay, have flashes, and as a senior he'll be all Big 12 caliber, I'll take it. Absolutely take it. Last question of the first half is from Fim Tiz Gerald. Man, you missed such an opportunity. He missed a T in I there. Yep. It was a perfect he really name. did. Yeah. What position? What was it? <laughs> Sorry. I wonder if the does twenty four seven like you know no lock out that name? No. No, we have a guy named John Queefall. Okay. Well, I I'm, which is a brilliant name. Um I I'm just like, look, you you had it right in front of you. Yeah. I mean or or go with me on this, Gilbert. His name is actually Fim Could be. It should be Tits, Gerald. Go ahead with the question. What position group or individual on both sides of the ball will you be watching closest on Saturday? Mm. Kind of answered that. Yeah. Just running back. Yeah. I think, yeah. But I'm, I said this on the walk and talk on Tuesday. I'm really focused on the defense. I'm, I'm look, I'm, it's not like I'm going to be ignoring the offense. Um, but I just kind of want to see how this defense all snaps together. Felix is gone. Um, they've just got some, you know, guys on the back end of the defense who are gone that were so important. And, and, and these guys were the emotional heart and soul in many ways. I think they're going to be really good on defense, but now I want to see it. I want to see what they do against SEMO. If they can't dominate defensively against an FCS team, all respect to SEMO. Really good football team, well coached. They will give K-State some issues, but you should physically be able to handle them. I'm probably most interested in Khalid Duke, well, at least on the defensive side of the ball, just seeing him back at defensive end, seeing how, how he plays. Um, it's probably the most interesting storyline to me, I guess, at least on the defensive side. Um, but, yeah, offensive, offensive side of the ball is definitely running back for me. That's what I, was, I was just going to say operating an offense without Deuce Vaughn. How, how much of a yeah. difference is that going to make? How different will it look? Yep, I agree. It's... Will it free up Colin Klein or would it like handcuff him because he doesn't have his fallback, which was give the ball to Deuce? We'll see. Another thing I'm going to be looking at, and I kind of joke about it, but I'm also kind of serious. I'll be looking at the safeties and corners for SEMO. Any young player that looks really good, well, 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 welcome to the bill. You want to play here more often? <laughs> because Chris Kleiman's done a great job with FCS players coming up to this level, recognizing who could play at the Big 12 level, and they've done a great job. I'm not going to be watching Chris Tennant closely or anything, but hoping that he can get off on the right foot, no pun intended, and that was good, get a few kicks through the uprights. Uh, seriously, he needs to get his confidence up. And drive the ball, kid. Yeah, sure. Drive the ball. 
That's it for the first half of the Powercat Questions Podcast, your work weekly venture into K-State sports. Man, I can't talk. Is it important to be able to talk on a podcast? No. Okay. We'll be back after this. I'm going to use hand signals the rest of the podcast. GoPowerCat.com's Powercat Podcast continues after this short break. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the PowerCat Podcast. Welcome back to the PowerCat Questions Podcast from GoPowerCat.com. And we're sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Make sure you head to the fridge before you tailgate. Get all your booze right there at the fridge. It'll be so fresh. All the friends at your tailgate will be going, hey, Don, why is your whiskey so fresh? And you'll say, I bought it at the fridge just before we popped it open. It's brand new booze. The fridge right around the corner from the stadium. You can't really miss it if you're on the right road. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I have no clue what that means. Hey, remember Blockbuster? Well, yeah, go yeah. there. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's the read. Speaking of the 80s, um, I, I really did enjoy uh, Cocaine Bear, which reminded me of a 1980s comedy. It was uh, delightful. Where'd you watch it? What's it on? It's now? free on Amazon right now. Free? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. worth every penny. It, I believe it. It really is. It's about a bear on cocaine. That's why they named it. That sounded like Norm MacDonald. Here we go <laughs> with more of your questions from Wabash Station with Ryan Gilbert. First question of the second half is from Natty Cat. 100 degrees Saturday. Can we all just give a big thank you to K-State Athletics for allowing re-entry and end this discussion. No, 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 no. I don't get the. I don't get what you're asking here. I'm sorry. What are you gonna go like? Uh, they have water inside the stadium, and they have more shade probably than the parking right? lot. You're gonna dehydrate yourself in the parking lot with alcohol. What? No. <laughs> hey Zach, let's design an alcohol with vitamins and minerals in it, so people feel like it's healthy, like a supplement with booze. Anyhow, just sounds like an energy drink almost. Why did we pick this question? We're going to have to close this thing up and start selling beer here pretty soon. I'm sorry. Well, I picked it because it's going to be hot. I picked the question because it is going to be hot on Saturday. I'm surprised that there hasn't been anything. You know, there's really been no real talk about moving the time back. Um, You'd think that if they were going to do it, they would have done it by now. So I'm just a seven. Yeah, seven or seven thirty. It doesn't need to be eight or eight thirty, even though that'd be even better but it's going to be extremely hot at kickoff it has the projection has come down the forecast has come down a couple, couple degrees i think it was at 103 the other day so maybe it'll cool off but it's not like it's that much of a difference either but so if you think it's lousy weather um the low on saturday is supposed to be 69 nice yeah. but they can't push the game back because the powers that be want the pack 12 
have all eyes on them. No, that's but that's it. For, I for, had no idea. For a game that's being streamed, yep, it's I agree. pretty easy to accommodate the fans a little bit and push it back to where maybe it's dark. But yeah. if this was a two thirty kick, I think there's a real chance it would be moved. If this was yeah. a two thirty kick, I would be clamoring for Zach Carlson's wear the whites at home. Wear the white uniform tops at least. They should do. I mean, it's gonna be hot against Troy too. I know. Wear the white tops, but nope. I was told nope. That ain't happening. Mm, well, so much for our idea. Oh, we have great ideas, but I feel like I don't think that reentry is going to matter this game. If you go in there and you're hot, Casey's going to be up. You know, three touchdowns. Hopefully, by the time you're like, you know what, it's pretty hot. I think I'm going to go out to the to the, the yeah. parking lot and get a beer. And you're going to be like, you're going to pull it up on ESPN Plus on your phone, and you're just be yep. like, yeah, I'm going to hang out here for a little bit, and it. then you're going to go home. Like I, I would be interested to see how many people actually leave and re-enter, particularly yeah. if it's like a three-touchdown lead at halftime. Like, I think... I wonder, I, I wonder I don't, if they can... I bet surely they can tell you how many rescanned to come back in. I don't know. I mean, they have the number for sure, but I just don't think it's... If you're le- if you were leaving the stadium on Saturday, you were most likely not returning. Yeah, if you go, and that's fine. Car, like I'm not going to come. Like this is not one of those situations where you're like, well, why didn't the the fans come back? The students they left early because it was, you know, and it was a close game. They needed them to help. Like, no, it's it's a FCS opponent. It's a hundred degrees. All bets are off. You can enjoy the game how you please. And if that means leaving in the second quarter because K-State's up 28 nothing and it's 105 degrees, go take care of yourself. I'm I'm a few years removed from college. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm youthful. Uh, but if I'm a student and they're up three touchdowns at halftime, I can get home, shower, and be in Aggieville by nine. I can listen to the rest of the game while I'm getting ready, and then I can be in Yaggyville benign. But your generation doesn't do that. Actually, it's a younger generation. You're looking at me? Huh? Yeah. Actually, you're kind of old now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could be in Yard Bar ready to go. Ready to go. Beat the rush. So you were saying that someone should leave the student section, that, yeah. go home, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 take a shower, yep, 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 get yep. real nice and clean, yeah, soap, shampoo, Very the clean. whole nine yards, yep, 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 and then you're telling them to go sit outside at Yard Bar, yeah. where it's still hot. I'm not a life coach. I'm just, I'm just, I want to make sure. Yeah, I'm encouraging fans to leave the game early. Oh crap! What am I doing? I just want to make sure we're clear that only if they're leading, <laughs> only if they're up big. That's your only excuse. If they're up a touchdown at halftime and you don't come back in, well, I'm, I'm going to be at Yard Bar at 9 o'clock to call you out. I'm more upset about the shower between. Outside, shower, outside. This is something re- Cole would do, though. you got to do the refresh. You need to do that. You don't need to take But then you're going to shower again after. This is, folks, I'm it's sorry. too many new towels. You feel like this might be like a, <laughs> this might be like an unnecessary sidetrack of this podcast. I think this is the most essential topic we're talking about. You need the refresh. You don't need the game stink on Yen Aggieville. I mean, what if you meet the one and she goes, ooh, you smell like. Popcorn and bad decisions, actually. That might make you kind of sexy. So you're supposed you to go to a hotel room at a bar at the courtyard in Aggieville so you can shower and use their towels without having to wash them. Right, Zach? Okay. It's <laughs> or, All right. or get down there, just meet someone who's got a room and go use their shower. 
Let's move on now. Let's. Probably, you sure you want to be done with this? Yes, All right, I, let me pull I, up I, this I question. Think, I think we should be probably done. I think I went over the edge. From J. Boland, PSU. Oh, it stands for Pewey State University. Pewey. What is one bold prediction from each of you for the season? It can be about K-State or just college football overall. K-State football will be so incredible. Russia will surrender in Ukraine. You wanted a bold one? I, I went with it. I just rolled with it. Um, that Avery Johnson will not redshirt and will become an essential part of this offense by becoming the Wildcat quarterback. Copy and paste. Furthermore. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that? <laughs> Daphne is having a dream. She's dreaming about Avery Johnson, a quarterback. Will Howard will have more than one reception this season. So two. Two plus is your two, two plus. I'm boldly saying two plus. Um, I'm not copying and pasting that, but I think that Avery Johnson's red shirt, there is no such thing as a red shirt for Avery Johnson. I And I truly think right now how noncommittal Chris Kleiman was at the backup quarterback position. He's just like, yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We got Will Howard one. Uh, don't worry about the backups. It's essentially kind of what, Mm-hmm. What his mantra is right now. I think if Will Howard's helmet comes off and he has to come off the field for a play, I think Avery Johnson is going in. I thought it'd be you. No. I think Avery Johnson is. I don't have a helmet to fit you. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think, I, I, like, I've I think... 180 on that. Um, I thought Jake Rubley would be the helmet off kind of guy, but everything we're hearing, despite the or on the depth chart, Avery Johnson's the backup from what we're hearing. He is the backup quarterback. Incredible. And great hair. Just not right. It's not fair. Better than Will Howard's cut, though? Will Howard's cut was fresh. Fresh. It was sporty. Clippy. Sporty clippy. Eels? No. Are you participating? You guys, I mean, that's what I was going to say, too. I don't really have a whole bold take or a hot take. Why you do, too? I, I really don't. Avery Johnson, it's, it's got to be something around Avery Johnson. Can we make a bold, bold prediction? We haven't really, we haven't been asked what bowl game we think K-State's going to. Might as well ask it now. What bowl Cotton. game do you predict? Cotton. Because the Sugar Bowl's part of the playoff. Bold move. Fits in. Hmm. So the Cotton becomes the de facto Big 12 champion bowl. So you think K-State wins or loses the Big 12 championship game and goes to the Cotton Bowl? I think they win it and... Texas goes to the playoff. Yeah. (laughs) There's a bold prediction. I think K-State's going to have a great season and get screwed out of the playoff. I really do. I think they'll be playoff worthy and not get in. I would say. Everyone's so The the question says college football in general. So that could be true for any Big 12 school. I can see that happening. Sure. I I love all the predictions out there. I mean, there's been so many predictions. The playoffs going to be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. Like, shut up, man! Is that if that's the case, we might we we should just ditch the regular season. Just those yeah, just, just let them play. There's a reason you play the games. The, and the people who get wild and crazy put in USC, which another wow, blue the blood. Heisman front runner. Yeah, it's going to well, lead the team. To I the saw playoffs. one with but Tennessee. I would prefer that. Over absolutely everything, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I'm kind of rooting for Florida State or Clemson or you know K State or anyone but Texas to roar to life and get in that playoff. The more 
upheaval we can cause like TCU did last year. Yeah, everyone wants to talk about getting their ass kicked by Georgia, and they did. They played awful. But they beat Michigan on the way to there. They didn't just, like, get chosen to play for a national championship and lose. They won a game to get to that game. And nobody talks about that. That one of the blue bloods that they think so special lost to the Frogs. It was a good game, too. It was. And who's to say that Michigan wouldn't have lost by 55 points to Georgia? Georgia was incredible that day. They just were. Yeah. Okay. Next question from Claws Out, Balls Out. Does K-State need to run up scores and stuff the starter stats to change national perceptions of K-State being old, boring football with a bunch of tryhards? You know, I catch myself in this of the Bill Snyder thinking. I mean, I covered the guy for his entire career. And he went from running the score up, not intentionally. They were just so good. They're hanging 60 on people to making sure he keeps it suppressed. He kind of went, got to be really nice at the end. The players talked about, Will Howard said, Colin Klein's goal is to score 50 in every game. That, by the context of the new rule changes where the first down clock, um, the clock keeps running on first downs except in the last two minutes of the game or the half. Game or half? Um, there's going to be fewer plays. So 50 is a, a lot of points. And and that tells me they're going for it. They they have that understanding that style points count if you're Kansas State. Alabama can have an average margin of victory of two and have a loss, and they're in the playoff. Kansas State has a loss, probably not in the playoff, but if you win by an average score of like three touchdowns, maybe they can't deny you. Yeah, I think you gotta, you've got to score as many points as you can. You cannot let your foot off the gas if you're K State. But doesn't that kind of go against putting in Avery Johnson at this point in his career? Well, I don't in think, the fourth quarter, I don't. I don't think he's going to put him in to just. Yeah, they're not putting the him into with a mop. They're putting him into. Go get some points. I really think that yeah. that will be the difference. I think, honestly, if they want to handle the ball off or in the clock, Jake Rubley will come in. And that's I'm not meaning that as an insult. I'm just saying that will be the sign to me they're calling off the dogs. Um, yeah. the, the pass play at, in T, at TCU was so troubling. I think it's hard to get past it. It's hard to get past that. So I think they'll let Avery do his thing if he's in the game. Why put him in the game? I mean, seriously. Never put him in to mop up because as the season plays out, he might end up only playing four games. And then you did preserve the red shirt. Don't just put him in to mop up unless you're planning on using him regularly as a you know an element of the offense. Yeah. Score points. Win big. Go cats. How was that? That's good podcasting right there. Last question. From Powercat Ryan, if you compare Chris Kleiman's tenure to Snyder 1.0, I know the starting points are not the same. Nope. What Snyder 1.0 seasons compares to 2023? Could this be the 1997 season and the start of a ridiculous four-season stretch? That's really good. Um, I think this is a question for Timothy. Well, let's let's. Let's put it this way. Um, what year were you born in? 99. <laughs> um, maybe with the 93 team, you know, that kind of started the bull run. 94, 
wasn't quite as good. They went to the Aloha Bowl and lost. And that kind of felt like the pandemic season. Um, and now they've started to step it up. So 94, 95 is pretty good. 96. Yeah. It could be, it really could be like the 97 team that was really good. Is that what, That's what he said? Was? That's what he said. It he really said could be. It kind of sequences yeah. up yeah. perfectly for that, um, which means they're going to contend for a national title next year, which is cool. That's cool with me. I don't know. You guys upset by that? I don't know. I think we're all, I think we'll take that. No, that 97 team was really good. They just had to come from a deficit of respect. I feel like this K-State team starting with more respect. They were picked for second. Yeah. They were. We want to play up the the underdog thing here, but they were picked for second. And probably rightfully so. Texas is loaded with talent and whatever. I didn't vote them second, but I see why others did. So, yeah, I think 97 is a good, good comparison. That was a great team. My God. that What they did to Syracuse – in, in that bowl game was fantastic. The Fiesta Bowl, by the way, folks. Yes, Kansas State has won a Fiesta Bowl for all of you who claim they haven't won a significant bowl game. They've won a Cotton Bowl, too. Yeah, but then, I mean, that was the equivalent that was against of against the SEC. That wasn't against Syracuse or anybody, you know? Yeah, they had Donovan McNabb. Everyone's talked true. about Donovan McNabb, and then Michael just schooled him. Absolutely routed him. Love it. And we'll take that. Tom Brady happened to michael bishop oh man a lot of tom brady what a, what a circle there huh? we are let's not oversimplify it or let's not overcomplicate this excuse me we talked about avery johnson right we've talked about the entire you know class that he's a part of and how good they are so with this question you know starting a ridiculous four season stretch that goes without saying that the pieces are there the potential is there mm-hmm. i'm really encouraged by the number of young guys they want to play because they got to get him ready. And that was my question with Chris Kleiman. Do you think about that? And he said, no, I don't care about 24. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't care about 24. And I know what he's meaning. He's solely focused on this this game on Saturday and what's going to take place this season. But you know as a coach, he's thinking, okay, we got to get guys ready. We can't just have – but that's how they play players. It's not like they're going to go out of their way to play guys. That's how they always play guys. They always rotate in. I remember looking out on the field in the past few seasons, and it's a key play, key series, you know, particularly on defense, and there's a freshman running around. I'm like, what is he doing on the field? They just empower their players. Again, they have the trust in them to go take care of it. We're not just going to put you in a mop-up time when it's boring. We're going to put you into key situations. And I think that really makes the team more engaged in practice because more guys are going to see the field. How hard is it to be a backup if you know you're not – I mean, a number two, you're not going to see the field unless someone gets injured. But not at K-State. They, people play. People get in the get on the field. So I think it's going to benefit them for next year. I think this season – it's hard to compare it to any past K-State season, you know, regardless of Snyder 1.0, 2.0. I just think coming off of the Big 12 championship – with exactly what K-State has. I don't want to say it's like the 2003 one where they're going to just flop like in 2004 and 2005 and, you know, yeah, the end of the era there. But I just, it doesn't, it, it, this, coming off of this Big 12 championship, it just, it feels different from the other two. And I don't know really how to, I don't know how to describe it, but I think just the expectation being so high of success I mean, I didn't feel this way in 2004. I wouldn't have probably guessed 
you know, I wouldn't have felt like this in 2013 either. You know, I think that this is the highest K-State has ever been coming off a Big 12 title. And I don't think it's necessarily comparable to any season in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think this is, you know, when it's all said and done after this four years, I don't know if it'll be comparable to anything. You may look at this era of K-State football as, wow, we had this. And this was better than what we considered the greatest era of K-State football ever. It's a high bar that I just I set, but I think this is the beginning of something good. I do too. Getting into a 12-team playoff, it doesn't change the, the, the record that you had on the season, but the way you think of it, oh, yeah. K-State got into a playoff. Absolutely. When when a national sports writer talks about why they're all going to lose, I don't, shut up. I mean, we talk about like George Mason getting into the NCAA tournament, making it to the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, the Final Four. That was redefining, not of athletics at George Mason, of the institution as a whole. Butler doing it twice. Right. Making the national championship game back to back. Here is the thing that the Pac-12 leadership never understood. There's nothing you can do. And I know this is crazy for the Cows and Stanfords to hear this, considering the type of students they get. But for most schools, there's nothing you can do more advantageous to your enrollment and the culture of your campus than contend for a national title to be in, you know, whatever playoff and be a significant player. I'm anxious. I'm excited. I'm fired up to hear K-State's new enrollment numbers because I'm hearing it's way up in a time when enrollment's dropping nationwide because this looks like the place to be. And between Jerome Tang and Chris Kleiman, my God, it's the place to be. So there's absolutely nothing you can do to welcome in more students, more people to your campus than have a great front porch called Successful Athletics. Thank you for listening to the PowerCat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Spring training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us. That means you need to join us on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every Monday through Saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of March. We'll break down the latest news, spring training updates, players to target, and much more in just five minutes. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.